the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. And welcome to another episode of No Buts About It. I am in a dorm room in Steubenville, Ohio. Chuss is in his basement in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, it is January 30th. We are here. It's the day after the AFC and NFC championships. Chuss is happy. I am sad. The refs are biased. It's all how it goes. I now have to do... The NFL Combine, like we agreed. I'm going to be a good sport about it, though. I'm going to enjoy it, maybe get drafted first overall if the Chicago Bears haven't decided what to do with their draft pick yet. I think it's going to be me. First overall pick, Josh Butts. I was going to say, in fairness, though, um, I also technically still have a chance to do the Combine. Uh, Although my pick is in the Super Bowl, they haven't won the Super Bowl. And the whole kicker with it was – we pick our Super Bowl champions. So theoretically speaking, I could also be doing the combine. However, Josh, you can get it out of the way either next week or right before Super Bowl. And then I would have to do it by myself or you can wait. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm not technically out of the woods yet. No, you're not. You're not out of the woods, but my life is spared for another two weeks. This this has actually put me in a quandary because (laughs) I don't want to root for the Chiefs because they beat the Bengals. I also don't want to root for the Eagles just because I don't don't really like the Eagles. Um, Their fan base. I know a lot of their fans and their fans annoy me, the ones that I know, if I'm being honest. You know who you you are because some of you listen to this show and you know who you are and you laugh about it. But, yeah, I'm not rooting for the Eagles, but I don't – I, the uh, in the ideal world, the Super Bowl would end in an infinite tie, where like it's three a.m. and they're just like, no, okay, you know what? It's the first ever tie in NFL history for the Super Bowl. Let's go. <coughs> uh yeah. I mean, with the Eagles fan base, I mean, a lot of people on Twitter have been saying these are like two of the worst fan bases to go against each other. Um, I don't know. Technically, I feel like Pittsburgh versus Philly would be the most toxic Super Bowl ever, coming from a Steelers fan. Um, just because I know from both perspectives how toxic Eagles fans can be, and I know how toxic Steelers fans can be. Granted, I don't consider myself the most toxic Steelers fan, although I have toxic tendencies. I'm usually pretty like, uh, you win some, you lose some. Let Najee cook, even if Najee is doing bad. Let's give them a year, whereas most people are just like up in arms about things very quickly. Eagles fans, I will never forget the story that I heard at my job whenever I was conversating with a, f- um, 
a fellow uh, person that just happened to be at work. He's not a coworker, but fellow human. Yeah, he was. Um, I guess what a, a customer. I guess a guest or something. We just happened to be there at the same time, and uh, he was telling me about the Eagles and stuff. And um, he told me that he went to an Eagles game because he obviously grew up near Philly. And um, he told me the story about how uh, Eagles fans are ruthless because the one time he went to a Commanders or at the time it was Redskins uh, Eagles game. And um, I guess the Eagles fans like backed the father of this child up into a corner and held him back against the wall as two other Eagles fans picked up this kid upside down and started dipping him up like up and down into a trash can saying your kid needs to know where he belongs. Wow. Wait, that yeah, was Eagles fans who did that? Eagles fan it was in Philly. So it was like command like he was an Eagles fan. He went. He wasn't a part of it. He was walking out of the bathroom and there was like five Eagles fans. It was like seven Eagles fans total, he said. Five of them were surrounding the father who was a who was a Redskins fan and like had him up against the the wall. And then the other two guys picked up the kid upside down and was like dipping him in and out of the trash can saying your son needs to get to uh, like has to understand where his team is like what his uh, team is that's that's it's like messed a rivalry up. that's messed or something. up yeah that's like stealing cj gardner johnson's bike which i'm not sure or not bike um car, car. and i'm not sure that he ever got it back but here's, okay i didn't hear an update on that but i don't i mean granted this this story could be like completely false but these are just secondhand accounts and i'm not facts. rolling it out because only facts on the show i mean i did go to lincoln financial field as a steelers fan the one time <laughs> And I've never gotten chirped more in my entire life. So, um, and I went to Cleveland and, um, and I thought that was going to be bad. It wasn't. So I got chirped a lot in, in Philly, so I wouldn't be surprised, but, um, I don't know about Kansas city though. I don't, so, I, don't I don't really know much about their fan base. I really know. I would like to make my official statement <coughs> as Go a ahead. Bengals fan about that game. Go ahead, Mr. My official statement is while the Bengals offensive line decided that they were only going to play three quarters, this did cause issues. Burrow was sacked too often and too easily. Furthermore, Joe Burrow did throw, I believe, two interceptions, one which was kind of his fault and then one that I don't really think was his fault at all. Um, it was kind of a dumb pass. He drew it into double coverage, but, like, the odds of it landing where it did in the Chiefs defender's hands were off. So I'm not going to put that one on Burrow. I also, though, think that the refs were favoring the Chiefs. Not that it was rigged, but I do think there were some missed calls probably on both sides but i noticed the Bengals ones more because i'm a Bengals fan but i it seems to me that the Bengals ones based on a quick rewatch of the highlights and the missed penalties they were more severe the penalties against the Bengals or lack thereof against the chiefs for example um on the not the final play but close to the end of the game patrick mahomes rolls out B.J. Hill and Trey Hendrickson are both being held. This resulted in Patrick Mahomes running for about 10 yards and then trying to run out of bounds. This, of course, resulted in Joseph Asai pushing him out of bounds and landing on top of him, drawing a flag. 
which resulted in putting them in field goal range. Harrison Butker, love the guy, has not been great from 50-plus yards. So while I am not putting all of the blame on Joseph Asai, I do think I, that was that was stupid to push him out of bounds, first of all. Second of all, there's an issue with the refs all season, all teams. The refs should not be deciding these games. Did Joseph Asai deserve the penalty? Yes. But there was also two guys being held that weren't called for it that would have helped to negate that and putting them in field goal range. What I want to see from the NFL is more consistent. Yes, yeah, yeah, Chess is like backing up because I'm, I'm getting on my milk crate. I want to see more consistent refing, more consistent officiating. It's just been all, all the teams all year have been complaining about it. It's just not consistent. Another example is yesterday, uh, Joe Burrow threw, threw a ball. He was about to be sacked. He threw the ball. And it was clearly targeting Samaj P. Ryan. But a defender put his hand up and knocked it down. And so they called intentional grounding because where it landed, there was nobody. The same, Literally, the next drive, the same thing happened with Patrick Mahomes. And they were just like, oh, yeah, whatever. That's, the th- that's, that's what makes me mad, the lack of consistency. So <clears throat> I, for once in my entire existence ever, uh, actually watched both playoff games this weekend. Um, because over the time I would be like, oh yeah, I didn't catch it or I missed half of it. These are the first two games that I've actually watched the full game for like the entire, like the entire playoffs. Like even the divisional, I missed parts of wild card. Obviously I boycotted the Cowboys game. I mean, we've been over this. Um, the thing that I want to, I just want to specify is I definitely, agree with the referee situation when it comes to buy it like being biased maybe not necessarily towards a team but like i consider it more inconsistent than anything Mm -hmm. and i don't think this is just an issue that's been happening this year i think this has been an issue that has happened over the last 20 years and like it's it's a it's a weird thing but like people talk about the steelers seahawks super bowl and like the Steelers won that Super Bowl, but people, the Seahawks fans always go back and like, I never really watched the tape on that, but I guess there was a lot of missed penalties from the Steelers costing the Seahawks a lot of, you know, mishaps or a lot of favored penalties in that game. I mean, you can go back to that game against the Saints and the Rams, uh, or I believe it was the Saints and the Rams. It was in what, 2018, I think it was. I still have a picture on my phone of the referee looking right at the pass interference <laughs> play where the guy's not even looking at the ball. It's clearly pass interference. No pass interference was called causing the saints to completely lose that game. Like, I don't think it's necessarily been an issue of this year. I think it's just been coming out a lot more that it's like, yeah, there's another missed call. And I think with social media, it's become a lot more apparent than it used to be back then. And um, I think the referee situation isn't really necessarily a now problem. It's been an issue. And I think the NFL really needs to figure it out. However, with the calls that happened in the game, I do think that there were missed calls on the Bengals side of the ball. I, I saw the uh, legal block in the back during the one kick return uh, that the Bengals, you know, should have gotten, you know, against the Chiefs, should have pushed them back a little bit. However, some of the penalties that the Chiefs did get, I felt like in a way were warrant, like not right. for the Chiefs, but against the Bengals kind of were warranted. Okay, the intentional, excuse me, the intentional grounding thing, um, 
with with the with Joe Burrow, I, I it was kind of hard to tell because like it almost felt like when he threw it to the ground, like I, I couldn't I didn't really check it as much because I know obviously you're a Bengals fan, you probably saw it better than I did. I couldn't really see Samaje Perrine like in the area. I just saw him like just slam it on the ground. So I guess the referees could have seen that as like an intentional grounding. Yeah. I, I did see Joe Burrow at one point throw it away. And when he threw it away, he pulled a Patrick Mahomes where he like threw it to the ground, but it was close enough to the one receiver that it was like went drilled right into the ground, like right at his feet. And I was like, okay, well, that was actually like a smart Patrick Mahomes type play. Joe Burrow just did. He's a learning. Play by Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> no, this was Joe Burrow though. Oh, this was Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Okay, okay. This was Joe Burrow. He did this and he threw it like right to the ground and, <clears throat> and they didn't call it on Joe Burrow at that moment. I don't know if it was this game or if it was last game or, <clears throat> but, or what, but I knew I was like, you know, like Joe Burrow's learning, like from Patrick Mahomes, like, mm-hmm. you know, how it's going. And then obviously there is that intentional grounding penalty. Um, I, I mean, I definitely think it should be a little bit more fair um, in some aspects. I didn't really see any questionable penalties called necessarily. Right. I know that you might've, I mean, I, I there, there weren't like, there have been times like during like Patriots games, like, cause a lot of people were like, Oh, the chiefs are not the Patriots of the NFL. And I had seen some games where the Patriots, like, um, I remember the one year Cam Hayward went up, Tom Brady threw the ball, Cam Hayward tapped him on the chest and they called it like, um, they called it like, uh, like unnecessary roughness or, um, roughing the passer. And all he did was tap him. And Tom Brady just like, didn't even move. And they're like roughing the passer. I'm like, bro, homie didn't even touch him. Or like he touched him lightly on the chest when players all the time, like literally just grab you on the shoulders after it happens. So I was like. I felt like there was a lot more of that. Whereas like when Patrick Mahomes was running out of bounds, I know a lot of people were like, Oh, I was soft, blah, 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 blah. I mean, in fairness, that that one was warranted. That one, that, that was warranted. I mean, I felt bad for the guy because obviously um, I, I don't know his name, but he, he was like crying after the game and I did my heart kind of shattered for him because you know, you don't mean to, but you're, you're trying to make the play and you know, Patrick Mahomes is doing his thing and you're like, frustrated and you're trying to hold on and and all that stuff it it broke it it really hurt me to see him so upset and him crying but like uh, but like like i i don't see how it couldn't have been called because it it, he patrick mahomes was out of bounds the dude was also out of bounds and they he pushed him so i mean there were penalties that were missed i mean the chiefs obviously got that one taunting penalty that was like clear as day it was like use your head andy reed was like use your head i'm like I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess it could have been worse. I mean, I guess you guys could have gotten into a brawl at the end of the game, like happened in the Eagles yeah. 49ers game. But I mean, I mean, at least it also wasn't a blow. It was. It was a very close game, um, no matter which way it went. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to probably hear the end of it because of Twitter. <laughs> um, but I think the thing is, is that just like every every team and every fan base as hard as it is and as bad as calls are and as bad as plays may be you just pick it up dust yourself off and just move on to the next year as hard as it is josh what i'm doing i mean hey nascar nascar season is starting soon we're gonna become a nascar podcast i'm done with no don't do that i don't know i don't know jack squat about freaking cars (laughs) we're going nascar um no we'll stay nfl but 
No, I, I do agree that the calls that were made were <coughs> warranted. It was some more so them, the lack, most, most the lack, them, yeah. the lack of calls, were more so what's concerning. And I get they're human, like they're humans out there, and there's that aspect of it. But at the same time, the NFL does has this whole thing where they're like, "No, our games aren't rigged. Why would you think they're rigged?" And it's like, you know, the SpongeBob meme where he's like pointing at all the different stuff. It's like, yes, like look at all. This is why people think it's rigged. I mean, yeah, I I think that um. I mean, it kind of goes back to my theory like a couple weeks ago where I was like, yeah, Buffalo is going to go to the Super Bowl because that's what the script writers want because of the DeMar Hamlin situation. Originally, Buffalo probably wouldn't have been in the script, but I believe it's rigged, blah, 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 with the entertainment situation because technically the NFL can rig the games because it is technically an entertainment LLC. I'm not entirely sure, though, but I believe that it is. Can they um, now that people are research. betting on it? Because people can't bet on WWE, so can they do it now that people are betting on it? Um, I, what I think people, I think people can bet bet on WWE. I've never seen anything betting for. WWE. I mean, because it's staged and like the scripts come out the night before, typically, like people they post spoilers. So like, te- te- if you don't want to watch the show and you and you look up, like for example, Royal Rumble was this past Saturday. If you look up Royal Rumble spoilers on Saturday before the show, you're probably gonna get all the spoilers. Can I bet on so, that thing? You can, but most of the time, most of the time you already know it's like Cody Rhodes was like a negative 190 and like he won the Royal Rumble. Like most of the time when, when somebody is going to win, they're not, it's not even worth betting on them. I mean, there's always that fair, there is always that chance where it's like, oh, if I bet on this guy, um, he accidentally wins or someone in the script changes something because it has happened before there have been people that have been like oh this actually went against the script this person actually won and like then later on you find out that yeah they changed the script last minute to have this person change title hands or this match should go in this direction or so i mean it happens but um i don't know how betting works in the wwe i don't think you can but i know there's betting odds there are betting odds. That's so, like, I, I just don't know where you would find it because I've never bet on WWE personally. I don't I, – I just – I feel like it, it's so much harder to bet on WWE when the scripts come out, like, the night before a big event. Right. That'd so. be, I'd be curious to see because I wonder – I wonder if I'd, – I'd think they'd get in a lot of trouble if they were betting on stuff that was already pre-rigged. But I don't, I don't think it is rigged. It's just – what the NFL? Yeah, the NFL. I don't think the NFL's rigged. I mean, if they wanted to, they could have, but I mean, like I like I understand why people are frustrated and stuff, but like honestly, like it wouldn't really benefit them entirely to have it rigged because like I mean, like you you think about matchups in the past, like in Super Bowls, like there have been some really bad matchups that right. nobody's wanted to see. Like for example, in 2018, I did not want to see the Rams play the Patriots. And the game ended up being awful. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody wanted to watch that. Right. I didn't want to watch that. Or whatever year that was. It was, what was it, 2019 maybe? 2017, I want to say. Really? Was it that far back? It's something like that. Because 2018 was the, the Eagles, Patriots. And then I, the Chiefs, 49ers was 2020. Then 2021 was the box bangle or box um February 3rd of 2019. Okay, I was wrong. Okay, so it was 2019. And then yeah, cuz 2017 was and Adam Levine was the halftime show. Interesting. I don't remember that. 
You don't remember him going shirtless and like running around, like, oh, covered in tattoos. I, I was, I was, at, like, I was out watching it that night. I, I was at a restaurant. Um, okay. That was my first year that me and my friends started going out, no, it, watching the game. So I, I don't think it is rigged. It's just annoying. And I was, I was kind of thinking about this last night. You know, when I'm like upset about it, I was like, Roger Goodell. If so, like this goes back to like the whole Demar Hamlin thing, where they were like, okay, allegedly they said five minutes. And then we're going to play the game again. And then Zach Taylor and the Bengals were like, no, that's stupid. Like, and then they were, they kind of made it hardest for the Bengals with the coin toss and all this other stuff. And the Bengals have just kind of been flying in the face of Roger Goodell until yesterday. Yeah, I mean, if, if the and, Bengals, like, if they wanted the Bengals to lose, like, if, if they were trying to rig it that hard, don't you think that, like, somewhere in the Baltimore Ravens game – like you guys would have been costed something that was like stupid, and you guys would have lost way back when. Well, we had a, that's, that's the it. thing. I I'm wondering like, were the Ravens like supposed to beat us? When were they were supposed to favor the Ravens, and then the Bengals still won, and then because of the fumble in the jungle, and then yeah. the Bills did the Bengals somehow beat the Bills because Poyer got injured, and Roger Goodell's like, shoot, this is gonna become another deflate gate situation where I have to hand the ball to Tom Brady or I have to hand the Lombardi trophy to this quarterback that I've been trying to not have succeed. I didn't want this guy to win the Super Bowl and now he's winning the Super Bowl. Maybe Roger Goodell was like, Oh no, I don't want that to happen. This is, this is, uh, this is my conspiracy that I've got going on to cope. I mean, don't, don't, don't overthink it. I mean, it, the more you overthink it, the more you're just going to go nuts. Like, no, it Twitter makes me feel idiot. better. It makes me feel better. Cause I can justify it. And I can... maybe, you, maybe you can, I, I would not because the more that I got into shit like this and like, I usually don't say, I usually keep my language under it. But the reason I don't get into shit like this is because like, it makes you literally go insane. Because I literally thought back in 2018 off of that Steelers, like Jesse James catch that they literally rigged the game. And I was convinced that the Steelers like lost home field advantage. And that was the reason why we lost in the playoffs. It wasn't, we just went up against a bunch of good teams, but I was like, <coughs> or whatever year that was, I don't remember if it, if it was 2018, then it was the, the year of the Jags, I believe. So there, there was a year that we lost was, in the divisional or something, but I, either way, like, I like, don't think it's rigged. I don't think it's rigged. I'm going to say that over and over. I don't think it's, it's rigged. But I listen, do, man, I, do I feel think like there's it. the possibility. Roger Goodell was like, hey, guys. Hey, uh, Ron Tolbert. I think that's the head ref's name. He's like, hey, if uh, keep an eye on the Bengals. They're, uh, they're a little iffy. I don't really want them in the Super Bowl. Maybe a little. I've been reading this book. This book, 12. It's about Deflategate. It's called Tom Brady and His Battle for Redemption by Casey Sherman and Dave Wedge. Roger Goodell's corruption, according to this book, is insane. I mean, I, it's not impossible for it to be rigged, but I feel like I feel like quickly a lot of people, a lot of fan bases, I feel like no matter what fan base you're in, immediately when a, when a game isn't called the way that it is, I feel like many people just immediately think it's rigged. No, but I, that's the thing. I'm saying it's not. I know, but like, I, just think I think that's favors. the price. I cannot tell you. Also, literally, like, one of my least favorite things ever is playoff social media. Yeah. That is, 
whether it's football, hockey, I remember hockey. Oh my gosh. When the Penguins, when the Pittsburgh Penguins went on to the Stanley Cup, I would check the comments every time the Penguins would win. And I have never seen so much utter disapproval of the Penguins in the Stanley Cup. Like everyone was like, oh yeah, the refs sold the Penguins. I'm like, bro, some of these, some of these calls were warranted, bro. Like, and it's like, and like, I would, I would never say anything, but I would get slightly frustrated and I get it. But like, uh, one of the things that I've noticed a lot with the NFL fans, no matter what side of the ball you are, because I see people being like, I'm a Chiefs fan and I think this is rigged. I'm like, no, the, no, the hell you do not. If you are, <laughs> if, if the Chiefs fans are probably all like, I know from my perspective, like as a Steelers fan, like if, if we get a penalty for like, like roughing the passer or, or like, or, and it's against the other team, like somebody roughs Kenny Pickett or something and it looks like a love tap. And, and I'm like, well, that didn't look like, look like roughing the passer, but hey i'll take it right like I, i've never like as a, as a fan you're never gonna be like oh that's bullshit san francisco <laughs> should have had that penalty uh that should or that shouldn't have even been a penalty for like for us like blah. like no no fan is ever gonna say that yeah like it, it so like i mean it, it's kind of those things but like one of the things i hate about the social media right now is going to the nfl and everybody being like all oh, the nfl's rigged and i'm a chiefs fan and all oh, the NFL's rigged, and then you go on the Eagles page, and they're like, "Yeah, good job, Eagles. You beat a beat up quarterback, and you beat up a third and fourth string quarterback." And I'm like, "Bro, Brock Purdy was seven and zero going into this game. He was not a backup quarterback. In fact, he's probably going to start next year." Oh. Like these the, these t- people on Twitter, these people on social media, don't know what the heck they're talking about ninety five percent of the time. So it's like it's like yeah, the Eagles destroy the 49ers, but everyone's going to talk about the fact that the quarterback sucked in the Dallas Cowboys game. You know, everyone's just going to be like, oh, yeah, refs versus Cowboys. Every single game, I feel like I saw refs versus the other team. Or, good job, you won because of an injured secondary. Like, even with the Bengals, they were like, congratulations, Bengals. You beat a beat, you beat the Bills with a beat-up secondary. And I was like, the, Bill, the Bengals still won. It doesn't matter. Just move on with your life, Bills Mafia. Move on with your – like, every team just needs to – pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and hope for the best next year because every team that made it to the playoffs has a very good team that will be very good next year, except the Buccaneers. I really don't know how that team's going to go because it's looking a little – Well, half their just, team's free agents. So. That's why I don't really know. The rest of the teams all have promising – have up-and-coming promising seasons, whether it is the Eagles and the Chiefs. You know, the Bengals still have a very young team. Um, the 49ers have a very good team still. Um you can keep going on and on yeah cowboys jags chargers like and teams that didn't even make it in patriots steelers they all have futures that are possible and like it's it's just one of these things that like it sucks but as a fan your time will come from an afc north rival to another afc north rival your time will come just give it time are you are you done with your rant it's not my well, yeah. I, I literally hate everybody on Twitter okay. ever. That this That's is why I don't plug the, my Twitter the because rant. yeah, because anytime that I go on Twitter, I just get really, really angry. Oh, yeah. So there I were, just there were <laughs> okay. This is the last thing. Then we got to talk about the other game. There were mm. fans getting mad at Joseph Asai that were Bengals fans, and they're like, "You suck!" and all that. And I was like, "He was the best player on the defense that day." But okay, yeah, go off. I he guess. had he, and he had one bad play. Yeah, just but, that ending. But um, let's talk about the other game. The other game was boring. 
Um, it, it, it was really funny to watch. It, I'm not going to lie. Cause I don't like the 49ers. Cause I, I just rooting, don't want them. I, I, I just didn't want the 49ers to, uh, I, I, listen, I don't like the Cowboys and the 49ers because I don't like the idea of them tying the Steelers and the Patriots for six Super Bowls. Okay, 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 okay. So that's the well, only reason why. But also I was rooting for the Eagles the entire time. But yes, go ahead. You were. Yes. Um, so, first of all, yes, Brock Purdy is still a backup quarterback. I know he's gone 7-0, and but he's still a backup quarterback by definition. Um. Even Jimmy Garoppolo is technically a backup quarterback now because Trey Lance is the starter for some reason. But Brock Purdy has been playing well. I think this game actually, of all things, it the winner of it, besides the Eagles obviously, because they got the most points, but 49ers on their side, the winner of it was Brock Purdy because it kind of showed us that he is not just a system quarterback. This isn't a system where you can just plug anyone in and they will succeed because they put Josh Johnson in and Mm. he did not do well before he got hurt. And then he got hurt and it was like, well, now what, who, who goes in? And apparently, no, it's Christian McCaffrey. Is it really? Yes. They, they announced they're like the next quarterback up on the depth chart is Christian McCaffrey. So, what? You fact check me. That's what the announcer said. No, I just I'm not fact checking you. I'm just like they announced Christian McCaffrey. So what? Because they... yesterday the reason was is because I know yesterday we um me and my one friend obviously we we went out to watch the game because you know me and him were both Eagles fans and the other kid that came with us was a 49ers fan, um or he wore the 49ers shirt. He's not a 49ers fan, but he wanted to wear it to offset. It, it doesn't matter. It's it, Long story short, we looked it up, and at, at one point in time, Kyle Juszczyk was the emergency quarterback. And we were kind of rooting for Kyle Juszczyk to go in because I've always wanted to see an emergency quarterback go in. As bad as that sounds, I just think it would be really funny to see Christian McCaffrey taking the balls and just start throwing them so and stuff. They, they ended up going into a wildcat formation with Debo and Christian McCaffrey. Yes, and you're they they ran that for like two plays, and they're like, okay, this isn't working because like no one believes we're actually <laughs> gonna pass. So they put Brock Purdy back in, who couldn't throw. He couldn't yeah, throw. Like, yeah. He could throw like five yards at the most. I think in the second half, the guy who had the longest pass attempt was Christian McCaffrey, the running back, and he threw it to nobody. They like did this huge fancy. <laughs> they had this like that. huge fancy play. Then you just see Christian McCaffrey throw a thirty-yard bomb, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, who's out? Debo out there? Who's out there? George Kittle? You're like you're expecting something huge, and it just no one. There's no one out there, and it was like it was, so anticlimactic. It was really funny because I remember watching it, and my friend was just like. He was like, oh, shoot, oh, shoot, Christian McCaffrey is about to throw it. Oh, shoot. And he's like, oh. Then he goes, oh, it's got – oh, what? McCaffrey, there's nobody there. <laughs> and, and, like, the way that my friend says it is just so funny. It was funny. so like... underwhelming. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, momentum swing for the 49ers. They're going to come back and win this on the most insane system. And, no, they didn't. They, they were blown out. The Eagles uh, kind of killed them. Gardner Minshew came in. I don't know if he had a touchdown, but he, he played. Uh, he did not. 
I think he he just kind of handed off the ball at the end of the game, just kind of solidify it, and he took the final knee. So yeah, it was it was a painful game to watch because I was like <laughs> I was like, why don't they just give it to the Eagles at this point? Because the the 49ers weren't at a point where they were even in the game when Josh Johnson went down. Yeah, it just it felt like they were flat at that point because I felt like the game was very um like the Eagles went in and they scored that touchdown and I was like, "All right, well, the Eagles obviously are not going to make this easy. They are a very good team." And then like you see the 49ers go in and the 49ers like, you know, it's back and forth, back and forth, seven nothing, and then Christian McCaffrey finally scores to tie it. And then I'm like, "All right, so we have a ball game now." Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, like the Eagles just start running away with it. And, like, there's just nothing the 49ers could do because Josh Johnson just was not that guy. And and I and I like your point. I, I think I – I feel like with the 49ers, everyone's always said, like, oh, yeah, you can just stick whatever quarterback you want in that thing. And I feel like I might have said this too. I feel like maybe I could – I might have said this, but I think this proved everybody and maybe even myself. I would have to go back and listen to every single audio file that we talked about the 49ers <laughs> on, um, which is a lot because we do three shows a week typically. Um, but – it really proves that point. Like you can't just throw any quarterback in it. And maybe that proves that Brock Purdy is a lot better of a quarterback than we give him credit for. Maybe, maybe not necessarily a starter, but maybe he's a solid QB too, just like Gardner Minshew. Like, I mean, we don't know how well he would do in actual season play when you're not, your team's not already hot. You gotta, you gotta, if you start him next season over Trey Lance for whatever reason, you have to see how well he does at the beginning of the season because sometimes teams don't always start off hot in the beginning of the season. You know, wishy-washy. Some teams start 0-3 and, and somehow along the ways win 10 straight. I mean, it, it, I mean, not happens all the time, but, I mean, you know, the Bengals were almost undefeated for three months. Mm-hmm. But, it, but also they had their ups and downs at the beginning of the season. So <laughs> you got to see Brock Purdy run, those, run the highs and lows. Right. And, more and more or less so and like people are gonna be like joel josh johnson i mean who is that but like it's not like this dude hasn't he's been in the league for 15 years um he's been a member of 14 different teams and he played in the ufl the aaf and the xfl so he's experienced <clears throat> he hasn't and not started only... a lot but he's been around teams he knows football josh johnson also made his first postseason completed pass ever yesterday <laughs> Which was really funny, but um, but he's but he's been around teams. He knows the sport. He's not just this random guy that they picked up I, off the street. But the thing is, is like everyone's like, oh yeah, Josh Johnson. Who's Josh Johnson? Bro, when Brock Purdy went in, they were like, who the heck is Brock Purdy? You're having Mister Irrelevant go in. They said the same thing, and then everybody was like, oh my gosh, Brock Purdy. And then uh, there, there's this kid that I know, and um. Man, you want to talk about bandwagon, my friend. Uh, he is. I love him. He's a good kid. But my goodness, he has literally every jersey I've ever seen in my life. He literally, the Bengals and the Chiefs played. And then he also had a Brock Purdy shirt and a San Francisco 49ers hat on the way. And and he was wearing his Bengals jersey. And he was like, yeah, go Bengals. And then the Bengal, and then well, he didn't wear the 49ers stuff because apparently it didn't come in time. So the 49ers lost. And, that was, mm. and he didn't say anything. And then the Bengals, he had his Bengals jersey on, and he was like, "Yeah, go Bengals!" You know, love Jamar Chase, blah 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 blah. Bengals lose. I get a Snapchat from him, and it says, 
yeah, my boy Mahomes is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm like, bro, you literally just had a Bengals jersey on like two hours ago. Where is this? And he was like, I'm just a big, uh, I'm a big Chiefs fan, but I also really like Jamar Chase. And he, and then he was like, F the Eagles though, bro. I'm sorry. And I'm like, I, I don't even care, man. Just like, I, and I, and then I was like, I was like, but make sure to wear your Chiefs jersey on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Maybe they'll lose because you bought Brock Purdy merch and Kansas City merch, and you have a Chargers jersey and a Jacksonville jersey, and they've all lost in the playoffs so far. So maybe if you wear the Chiefs jersey, they'll lose on it in Super Bowl too. But I want them um, to tie. They're gonna tie. I just, eh, I also don't like uh, the idea of bandwagons. But then again, I also wear a lot of jerseys. You do. So I guess I can't um, really speak on their behalf. But also, I mean, there's always teams that have special places in my heart. That's the thing. That's the other thing. I like players on each team. There, I think every team, there's a player that I like to watch or like because, as a person. Because in fairness, I don't know how much necessarily – and like this is out of like like complete like me, but like I really don't know how much I would be rooting for the Eagles right now if it wasn't for Gardner Minshew. I mean, I get that, yeah, Minshew's the backup QB two type thing, but like I had a whole phase last year where everybody like I had the mustache growing and everyone was like, Oh bro, you're like Minshew's doppelganger and I dressed up for him as Halloween and like I always liked Minshew back in twenty nineteen. I liked him when he came into the league, and even before then I watched him a little bit in college. Um, like when he came into the league, I tried my best to grow out a mustache, but I couldn't even grow facial hair my senior year of high school. I didn't start being able to grow um, facial hair until COVID. So um, I always kind of liked him and I always really, really wanted him to succeed and do well. And to be honest, like, I don't know how much of a big Eagles fan I would have been if it wasn't for him. And I mean, I get people like certain players, like, I mean, I have Miami Dolphins jersey, but it's it's a Minka Fitzpatrick Miami Dolphins jersey. I have an Adam Humphreys Tennessee Titans jersey. It's like, like even it's the just Steelers. Like, I like TJ Watt. He's a Steeler. Yeah, I mean, granted, like I am, and I mean, like get blanked for that later, but I mean, I like Tyler Boyd because he went to Pitt. I mean, he he was a legend back at Pitt. You know, I mean, obviously he got drafted. But I mean, I don't know if that, I would ever, you would ever catch me in a, a Bengals jersey. And then again, I would never you. Well, I know, but I don't think I would ever catch you in a Steelers jersey. No. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I would wear anybody in the AFC North jersey just because out of respect for my for my city. But I feel like that's just how it is. I don't uh, think a Chiefs fan would wear a Chargers jersey. I was going to say that Tyler Boyd had a good game yesterday, but he only had two receptions. It's just he got a lot of yards. He had 40 yards. Yeah. But, no, it was a heartbreaking day yesterday. People were, like, texting me. <laughs> After the game, like a family member died. Um, they're like, a big fan, man. I know I am. Fan. I know I am. I, and people know that. And was it you who said people who know you? No, no, Brent said that. Brent was like, people who know you know you and they want to check in on you. I was like, okay, I get that. But people were like texting, like, my condolences and I'm sorry for your loss or um, I, I'm praying for you. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to be the first one to say it. Like I did not text Josh after the loss. No, he did not. That was probably I didn't a check... wise move. I didn't want to check in because I was on cloud nine because of the Eagles. Um, because I posted on my Snapchat story, Gardner goat is one win away from getting his ring. And, uh, and like in a way, um, yeah, as Josh flips me off over here, you can't see it, but as Josh flips me off over here, um, 
I uh, I didn't feel like at that very moment it was a good idea for me to be like, better luck next year, pal, or something stupid like that, or like, hey, keep your head up. I felt like at that moment he was just not in the mood. So I will... instead I texted our former roommate, Stan the Jet fan, and said, hey, Stan, make sure you check in on Josh. He might be depressed drinking for the next week, and I don't want him to do that. I And he, and he hearted the message, so I'm I... guessing Stan got the message. I... I'm proud of how I handled the loss because I I have had a history of anger. Yeah. And and very depressed and depression uh, after the Super after Bowl. Games. Uh, okay, well the Super Bowl that we're not talking about that Super Bowl. That was a whole mess. That was a whole thing. Last, yeah, Aaron Donald was offsides. What but anyway, Josh, uh, I do have another I have another okay, statement. Okay, okay. I okay. have another question. But, How are you feeling after the Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. After, go ahead. Finish after, your statement. After the game, I got up. I was like, "Bye guys. I'm going to go to my dorm." I came to my dorm. And I sat here. I read a chapter from 12 uh Tom Brady and his battle for redemption. And then I was like, "I'm not really tired." So, I got on Photoshop and I started working on the banner for our YouTube No Butt Show. And I stayed calm. People texted me. I responded, in my opinion, well. Um, I, I don't think I said anything rude or snarky. I wasn't crying. I was just like, this is just the way it's going to be. I'm just going to handle this. We're going to move on. It's just a game. I thought I was mature about the whole thing. I thought I handled it well. And I did have Chiefs fans who were, like, texting me, like, uh. They didn't say screw you, but I'm going to say screw you. They were saying screw you and your bangles and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to move on. Ross Chastain's going to be the NASCAR champion this year. We're going to be okay. And then Joe Burrow will go to the Super Bowl next year. It's okay. We're all going to be okay. That that was how I handled it. So I, so obviously you have matured a lot since uh, over years. Um, so uh, how, so you are what you're 22 right I'm now, 21, 21, you'll, you will be 22 Correct. coming up. Okay. So, so when you were 14 years old in 2016, <laughs> when the OG fumble in the jungle happened with Jeremy Hill, how did you react to that? I cried. You cried. I cried because, um, there's a lot of Steelers fans back home and I, I did not do well with maintaining my excitement. And, you know, at that point, everyone thought the Bengals were going to win, like, easily. And so I was texting my friends that were Steelers fans. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, see? See, told you we'd win. We're the underdogs. We come in, and we win. We won this game. We're good. And uh, then that happened, and I kind of had to eat that at school the next day. And so after that, I was kind of like, you know, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. That's what my dad always had always said. I'm not really sure what that means, but that's what he always said. It's not over till the fat lady sings. Don't know who the fat lady is. We're not I don't text- know why she's singing. But yeah, I don't yeah. know. You know, uh, zero seconds, <clears throat> zero minutes, final. As soon as it says final, then we can start texting. Till then, nothing. Nada. I am. But, yeah, I had to eat that, and I was like, I have made a terrible mistake. As soon as Jeremy Hill dropped it, I was like, I 
You're giving me flashbacks. Listen, I wasn't trying to. I was just curious because I know you said how you took the, the loss and stuff, and I've had my fair share of obviously like heartbreaking losses and stuff over the last couple of years, and the Steelers have very much disappointed me over the last like 10 years-ish. So, um, I mean, they've had good seasons, but they always just come up just short to some bummy team or like a nine and seven Patriots or some BS where you're like, how does this even happen? But I mean, I just, I remember that moment. It was exciting for Steelers fans. I didn't know how it was on the opposite end. And with me being 12 at the time, you probably would have been 13 ish. Um, like I know how excited I was and then really depressed after the next game. I don't think I ever cried after a loss, but I did get really upset after the Packers beat the Steelers that one year. But I also was like, like, like nine. Well, like clarify eight. when I cry, I don't like sob. Like I wasn't sitting there like you. You, know, you were just tear. You were like tearing up, sniffing, mucus coming up. No, that wasn't happening. I well, I was like tearing up. Like, like I can't yeah, yeah. That happened. Um. I remember which couch I was sitting on. It's, it's a whole thing. Um, yeah. Um, the other thing is like the Steelers at least have history to fall back on. I just oh the Bengals yeah no don't. I, the Bengals can't be like oh well at least we have a Super Bowl win from you know whatever year this yeah. is the most success the Bengals have ever had. Yeah, and and it is hard for you guys. I mean. Like with the Steelers, like they, they definitely should have had a seventh ring by now. We've been saying stairway to seven since 2009. So like by now with like going through Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell and all these players and stuff like that, you would think at this point in time, we would have had maybe one more. But, um, but we haven't. So. I can't find the button I want. Nope. Nope. That joke. Well, nice. What the okay, horn? I, thought that, I thought that there was a violin button. Apparently, there's not. You're uh, you're uh, not having seven Super Bowls though. Is the world's smallest violin? Yeah. But, um. I mean, but like in my lifetime, like in my like, the one thing that always the reason I've always said this before is I love football. Don't get me wrong, but I've always been a huge hockey fan. I grew up playing hockey, but one of the big things was whenever I was growing up in high school the Stanley cup champions back to back in my prime time childhood in my adolescence was the penguins because they went to four Stanley cups in my adolescence. Whereas the Steelers went to three, technically one, I was two years old. The other one, I fell asleep. And then the one that they (laughs) lost, I didn't don't even remember that much other than they just sucked. The Penguins, I remember every single one of them, and I grew up watching it. So it's like one of those things where it's like, that's why I always am like, yeah, Steelers have disappointed me. They have great history. Don't get me wrong. I love looking back on some of those old Super Bowls. And I hope that someday, whenever you have kids, Josh, you'll be able to be like, look at Joe Burrow back then with Jamar Chase. They're now retired and in the, I hope they're eligible a, for a Hall of Fame. I hope he know? has a Super Bowl by then. Hey, man, we'll see. I mean, if Joe Burrow even stays with Cincinnati, maybe you guys He's, will get – maybe he you guys will – He's gonna stay there his whole career, he said. Hey, maybe you guys will get Bo Juro, which is even better than Joe Burrow. Bo Juro, he's coming up. He's he's class of uh, twenty twenty nine. Hey man, every team. You think Baltimore's happy right now? They thought Lamar Jackson was their future, and he's about to leave. I'm not saying Joe Burrow's gonna leave Cincinnati because obviously they've had so much success there. 
But like, you, you like, never know what could you grew happen. Up like two hours from Cincinnati. Yeah, obviously. He's, like, he's, I mean, he's, he's not gonna want to leave. He's with his family. But uh, um, if the if you hire a bad GM, you never know. Nah, nah, we don't do that. All of our hires the last few years have been phenomenal. And um, I agree with that. I think that's it. It was a very yeah, I mean, emotionally we, distraught show. Yeah, we kind of went on different directions and stuff, but that's okay. I mean, it happens. But so. to the listeners, I am okay. I'm going to get over it. I still don't know who I'm rooting for in the Super Bowl. I might just wear my Ross Chastain shirt. Um, fly, Eagles, fly. No. Um, Gardner Goat. No. No. Uh <laughs> Is there a NASCAR race today of the Super Bowl? I might just watch that. Why don't you watch the Puppy Bowl? I might, you know. Um, my when my parents get mad, uh, like they pre-record the Puppy Bowl and then they'll turn on the Puppy Bowl if the game gets. That's what they used to do when Tom Brady used to be in the Super Bowl. That's when the Patriots would beat the Steelers every year. Yeah. They would be like, "I don't want to see Tom Brady win," so then they would turn on the Puppy Bowl that they pre-recorded. So. Respect. So February nineteenth is the Daytona Five Hundred. All love for my parents, by the way, but. <laughs> It's not a diss at them, but I just thought it was funny back there then. There is a, a NASCAR race on the day of the Super Bowl. I don't know what I'm going to watch. I don't know. Probably the Super Bowl, but I'm going to hate it the whole time. And I'm not watching hey, the post game. Enjoy, enjoy it, man. Watch the Super Bowl for what it is. Um, I know you don't want to watch it, but hey, there'll be some fun commercials. I don't care about the halftime show. Yeah, the halftime show is going to be. That's the thing. Like, There's nothing to like. The commercials, watch it for the commercials. Commercials have been crap. The Super Bowl halftime show is going to suck. Sorry, Rihanna. Yeah, it's just fast. I'm, I'm not a big Rihanna I'm fan. Big Rihanna I mean, it's... I mean, last year I thought it was cool with the rap thing that they did. That's the um, thing. They were they were doing so neat. well. They were going, they went up, and then they were like, we got all, they got too high. They, they couldn't handle it. They went low. That wasn't a Snoop Dogg pun, by the way. They got too high, and then they just went back. With Apple yeah, Music, I, I like, like Apple Music. I was like Apple Music. We got some, maybe some people were talking about Taylor Swift. I was like, okay, not a huge Taylor Swift fan, but I'd be okay with that. That'd be cool. And then it yeah, wasn't. I, uh, it was Rihanna. I just, yeah, Rihanna was not who I would have picked. I mean, you you had the weekend in twenty twenty one, which I thought was really good. Um, I mean, Shakira was interesting in twenty twenty, but I mean, everybody was very excited with Shakira in twenty twenty, and I was too at the end. I was like, yeah, you know what? I-, I could vibe with this, but I mean, like they've had fair shares of really good ones. Like I liked <clears throat> the one year it was Bruno Mars and stuff, and they've had some good ones. I want it to be family friendly. That's my big thing. And Shakira J Lo <laughs> was not, but Rihanna. I enjoyed it. Rihanna, I feel like can go both ways. I'm not a huge Rihanna fan. I want it to be family friendly. I want it to be entertaining. Those are the two big things. Um, and then most of my favorite artists are all country singers, which people aren't going to. Hey, Morgan Wallen really could be the next one. That would be entertaining. I think he'd do good, but you know, no one's going to really listen to me. They're gonna and everyone really... will be like, everyone will be like, yeah, the racist is able to perform the Super yeah, Bowl. That's the thing. He's so a... it's just, it's just going to be stupid because he's a nobody... political figure. Final thing about the Super Bowl. It is apparently the first time two black quarterbacks have met in the Super Bowl. That is really cool. So that is very cool. cool. That's cool. Um, it is also the first time that one mom has had two brothers on, or two sons on each team. So Jason Which Kelsey is, also is very center cool. for the Eagles. Travis is a tight end for the Chiefs. So that's neat. Fun facts. That, But I, I still don't like either team. And that's, uh, unless you have anything else to say, that's all I have to say for today. 
no i mean i just i mean that, that's really cool i mean super bowl is it, it's gonna be cool i mean i mean I, I regardless of how it would have came out i mean i would have watched it anyway even if it was 49ers and Bengals, i would have still watched it just to see what happens um there'll be some people that aren't going to want to watch it but give it the benefit of the doubt maybe it'll be like just a blowout game like the national championships are every year I, I, except, I, I except this year three and oh and harrison butker to kick the field goal i was hoping more for like a 52 45 win no. or something i want three and oh Harrison Bucker kicking the – I don't want Patrick Mahomes to, like, do anything. So you want the Eagles to win? No. I want – I don't want Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts to do anything. I want Harrison, So Harrison once if Jalen Hurts gets hurt and then Gardner Minshew goes in. Okay, that might be okay. Yeah! <laughs> That's a win. Um, <laughs> Minshew mania. But, okay. Uh, that's going to be all for today's show. <laughs> that's going to be all for today's show. Uh, the Instagram for the show, if you would like to follow us, is no butts underscore show. And my Twitter is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. The YouTube, it is up. We're going to start posting content. It has a profile picture, right? Trust? YouTube has a profile picture? Yeah. yeah okay. Sorry, I, I muted myself because you usually do your spiel okay. and I usually yeah, don't the speak, YouTube. So. The YouTube has a profile picture and... I'm working on the banner right now. We're going to start posting content up there, possibly starting with this episode. And we, uh, oh yeah, Trust is excited now. I made that decision mid-show. And then um, my email is bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. That is bullmoosepodcast, the number two, at gmail.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please follow, subscribe, like, share, rate, do all the things, tell your friends. Until Wednesday, when we talk about is our tight ends necessary in the modern football to have a super team, uh, that will be the discussion. We are supposed to have it last week. We moved it to this Wednesday. Uh, I hope everyone has a great week until then, and go do something nice for somebody else.